0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weisel. I am always questing for new animal friends to give pets and scritches to.
1: I'm Brian Dawes and I'm questing for a new Eladomri card.
0: So we're here this week with special guest Gavin Verhey from Wizards of the Coast.
2: Hey everyone, great to be here. I'm always excited to talk to the Vorthoses out there and especially excited to
0: do a little bit of
2: if-win gameplay with y'all.
0: Yeah, we're going to go through a bunch of characters in Magic's long, long past and very recent past uh, and, and kind of see where they fall on an if-win spectrum for getting cards or new cards in the case of characters who already have crappier cards that, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to put it bluntly, uh, we're looking at you, Gerard. Thanks, thanks for that new card, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no problem. And if the listeners out there aren't familiar with if-win or what that means, it's a little game that Mark Rosewater plays all the time on talk and I also enjoy. Where you ask me a question, and I tell you if it's an if or a win. Uh, an if is well, I mean theoretically that could happen. I'm not going to say no, but but it might, you know. Um, a win is this will happen. It is it is when will this happen? I can't say, but it will happen at some point or another, and that's the big differentiation.
0: It's a fun game. Um, if if you're on Tumblr and and follow Mark, you've seen it. Um... Gavin, you did this a couple weeks ago on Weekly MDG. It was always fun. But before we head into that, we have a couple quick bits of news here. Uh, so Thorn of Eldraine previews have started. It's very exciting. I'm so excited to finally be able to talk about Eldraine. It's finally here. I've been waiting for months now, which is a lot less than Gavin has been waiting. But uh, previews are here. It's very exciting. We're not talking about them yet. We, like always, we're going to save those for a Flavor Gems episode. That'll be in a couple weeks when the whole set gets previewed. Uh, but to go along with that. We have our own free preview cards. We have two for this set. And that episode will be going up sometime on Thursday, September 19th. So two weeks uh, about. And uh, it's very exciting. They're very cool cards. I am i can't wait to talk about them. Uh, if, if you've, hopefully you've uh, read the novel already or have started reading it or are thinking about getting it because that's out. Uh, that's uh, The Wilder Quest by... Um, Kate Elliott. That's available on ebook on a bunch of ebook sites for four dollars. It is very good. It's very fun. It's uh, the characters are so good. I'm not quite finished it myself. Uh, it's it's very exciting. The characters are just it's so good. Kate, I enjoy Kate. I'm gonna fawn over this like I fawned over Chronicle of Bolas. So <laughs> stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. And then um, our last bit, our last bit of news is that all of next year's standard legal sets were announced. So the 2020 sets are in uh, winter at the beginning of the year. Is Theros, Beyond Death, our return to the Greek mythology plane. And who knows what's going to happen there. I can't say because I'm under NDA for that set. I worked on it. Uh, So we'll get some of my writing in there if you've been missing out from that from Modern Horizons, which was so much fun. Uh, Then in the spring, we have Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths, which... Mark described as monster world where you make your own monsters. And I also worked on that one. And that is, Gavin, I I, I hope this set is like as crazy as it looks. It is, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it after, after seeing it. It is, oh boy. <laughs> I cannot
2: wait. It is so hard to not say anything right now. Let me tell yep. you. Wel- yep. Welcome to my job.
0: Oh yeah, it is... I, I will have so much to say about Ikoria next year. Um, I'm very excited for it. It, it is.
2: Can, can I say something about it right now, though? Can I actually give everyone a little thing about the set? By all means. Okay, check it out. You're going to get exclusive. It's actually the first place and it's probably ever been said. Um, and I feel like this is the thing that is of most interest to Vorthoses, which is it's Ikoria, not Ikoria. Uh-huh. So there you go. So there you now, go. Now you know.
0: I think it was pronounced Icoria on the stream. So, Well,
2: forget about whatever you heard. It's Ikoria.
0: <laughs> Ikoria. Okay, cool. I thought I was saying it wrong when I was working on it, and apparently I was saying it right. The, cool. the way
2: I remember it is icky. This is not me trying to be pedantic and correct you, but I figure, hey, this is a whole uh, group of listeners who have never heard about the set before. <laughs> Let's start training them the right way.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got to get everyone else trained so we can all dunk on Jay when he pronounces it wrong when he gets back. Oh, perfect. Can't yeah, we'll be back
2: uh, next week. We'll get him.
0: So then, of uh, course, at 2020, all we know is it's going to have something to do with Teferi, which is neat because Teferi's fun. He's a good character. Uh, and then uh, next fall, we're going to get Zendikar Rising, our. This is what the first time we've gone back to a plane three times. No, no way. We just went back to Ravnica for the third time. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot we spent a whole year on Ravnica. Well, and, and you know, Dominaria. Well, Dominaria doesn't count. That's in its own group. Uh, but yeah, we're going back to Zendikar in a, in a post eltrazi Zendikar, a return to adventure world. So that's very exciting. I'm very, I'm very interested in seeing what that set is like. Oh man,
2: so it's, it's and that's and here's the wild thing. These are only the mainline sets we told you about, the standard legal ones. There's so much other good stuff next year. I cannot even begin to tell you about it because I would be fired immediately. So, um,
0: yeah, you'll all love it. We would like you to not lose your job, Gavin.
2: <laughs> that makes a group of us.
0: Oh, I, I can't even imagine what what it would have been like if these announced style announcements has happened last year and nobody knew about Modern Horizons for the summer. Um, I That announcement already blew everyone away and, like... I have no idea what's sitting in the innovation slot for next year. Um, commander's always going to do something new and exciting. Uh, who knows what else? I mean, we've hopefully got another signature spell book at some point. Who knows what are the new things that we can't even conceive of yet happen? Uh, you know, brawl decks might continue. That could be exciting. There's so much fascinating things happening. Um, and that's a little taste of it. And and it is ne- next year of Magic is going to be very exciting. Uh, I, know, I know half of it. And, and oh boy. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to talking about all kinds of things. But we'll have to save that for the future because it is time to play If or When with Gavin Fairhay. So how this game is going to work is uh, basically we're just going to say a character and Gavin is going to tell us if or when. And then if it behooves us, we might chat a little bit about the character very briefly, hopefully, because we have an awful lot of characters to talk about and limited amount of time.
2: Well, and really fast, Uh, just... Uh, i guess i'll say two things one to get these characters we fielded twitter that was a big one where i asked on twitter we got a ton of replies i think over 100 i have to go back and check but quite a few replies so these are starting from some of the most popular names working our way down and secondly i think the way this is going to work is i am historically horrible at just saying if or when people ask me an if or when question i'm like well, win because blah, and then blah, and the blah. So what I'm going to do today, I think this will be fun. You'll ask me, I will reply simply with "if" or "when." You can talk about it for a moment, and then maybe I'll provide some explanation. But I think it's I think it's more fun if
0: uh, I leave it just at that for when you you all talk. Sound like a fun plan? That's fair. All right, let's see see if I can restrain myself. Shout out to Jay, who's not here this week, who actually compiled all the information. We, we had a cutoff on the number of responses, and then I I peppered in some of my own personal things in here because I'm on the podcast, so I get to do that because it's fun. And I actually, uh, these are not going to be in order from the most to least responses. I, I, mix, I mix them up into categories. So we're going to start with old, old characters from Magic's past. Um, and then we're going to move into planeswalkers and then we're going to move into, uh, more recent characters from, from kind of the, the last bunch of years of Magic story and card sets. Uh, so we're going to start with a heavy hitter here and that is the Frexian Demon Praetor Gix. Win. Which is very nice to hear because, you know, he actually appears in card art and in card names and, uh. That means he's a figure that people will know a little bit better. To me,
2: it's frankly shocking that we haven't made a Gix card yet. He's pretty low-hanging fruit when it comes to the Weatherlight storyline. He's in a ton of card names. Um, I've pitched it many times. Others have pitched it many times. In fact, I actually had him in C18 at one point until we cut him for another reason. Um, so uh, I have full confidence we'll make a Gix card at some point. But to win? Who knows?
0: You might. (laughs) So our next character is Ashnod, Mishra's assistant from the Brothers War. When? I I vaguely recall when we had Ethan on talking about Modern Horizons that Ashnod was in that set uh, for a little bit uh, when there was a a cycle of uh, multicolored rare legends.
2: Yeah, the, the, the true answer to why Ashnod is not printed yet is blame Ethan Fleischer. Um, I had it in Commander 2018 and then, or no, sorry, Commander 18, Commander 19, Commander 2019, or uh, Glenn, I I pitched Glenn putting it in 2019 and we talked about it and then Ethan's like, oh no, no, I will take Ashnod for, for Modern Horizons. And then it got cut from Modern Horizons and by that point it was too late to go back and do anything else. So at some point or another, we will make an Ashnod card. I feel really good about that. Um, just got to find, find a set where Ethan can't steal it from me.
0: (laughs) The next one, uh, this is a character who already does have a card, but not a very exciting one, and that's Baron Sengir. Win, 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 win. I'm jamming the win button on this <laughs> Win.
1: What, you don't like plus two, plus two counters?
0: Win! <laughs> this is great to hear. Baron Sengir is just... I'm not that much of an old-timey player, but like Baron Sengir's like one of the original really cool characters in Magic. And uh, really influential, he's a Dominarian vampire that has sired vampires on uh, both Dominaria and now on Ogratha, built a castle over the Dwarven Gate, of all old, old magic villains is one who is potentially still alive, which is fascinating. There's so much love, I think, for vampires as a tribe, and specifically Sengar as a character, and Sengar vampire is just one of the iconic cards in magic history of all time. And uh, I, I would I would adore seeing a new card from him that actually does justice to the the kind of uh, refinement and cruelty of the character. He he's if if you haven't read the Homeland comics uh, from the Armada line, he is uh, the the elegant fancy vampire lord who is just heartlessly cruel but does not talk that way. He's a very fun character. I enjoy him a lot.
2: Yeah, I really deeply want to do another Baron Sengir. Um, I know that Tolerian Community College will continue to J. J. Jonah Jameson pound his fist until I get him (laughs) one. And uh, it's it's so high on my list to do, you have no idea. Players would love it. I would love it. I'm super excited about it. So I just got to find the right place.
0: Mm -hmm. The next character has actually appeared on two cards, but only in a token form. And so a lot of the responses we got for her were for like an actual creature card that represents her. And that is... Probably one of the favorite characters of the podcast, Merit Lage. Merit Lage. I'm gonna give this a if. An if? Our first if of the show. No!
2: Most mostly because I know it'll tilt all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so we did have the the It's Never Merit Lage joke for a whole year, purposefully. Because I was setting up a joke that I didn't know I was going to pay off. It's great. Pranks are fun. Um, I I do unironically like Merit Lage as a character. Um, I think her origin is cool. I think the mystery around her is cool. I think uh, the fact that she's still frozen on Dominaria. (laughs) Like, Dominaria has seen multiple apocalypses by now, but there's still this 2020 flying indestructible cosmic horror frozen away somewhere, just waiting to break out. She's fun. I like her. Um...
2: My stance on Merit Lage, and the reason I say if, is I think there's a good chance that at some point in Magic's history we will finally hit upon some kind of Merit Lage storyline. But I'm not sure that if we do that we'll do anything besides making a 2020 token, just because that is so emblematic of what of what it does at, that, at this point. Maybe, but I feel not confident enough to say to say if. If you ask me, will there ever be another token maker that makes a Merit token, I'd probably be inclined to give that a win, but uh, actual legend, uh, I'm going to give that an F.
0: Well, we've got a land and an enchantment so far, so we've got to get all the other card types to make a Merit token, I guess.
2: <laughs> it's got to make a like a 25 mana
0: sorcery that makes a 20-20. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the next group uh, the, the these are two characters that are related. I guess we'll we'll take them one at a time. So the first one is Belby, a uh, wrathy elf who is turned into a Frexian who kind of redeems herself in the story before getting fridged because that's what that era of magic storytelling was for women. Uh, so Belby, win. Uh, yeah, Belby's a neat character. She's on a couple card names. Uh, she she's the protagonist of the Nemesis novel largely
2: i got to say, I think Belby is perhaps the most redeeming part of the entire Mercadian novel, or Mercadian block novels, because Mercadian Masks did not enjoy that book very much, personally. Prophecy, th- that one's straight out. Let's forget about that. Nemesis, I really liked. I really, really liked the Nemesis book when I read it. Granted, this was, these are all opinions formed when I was like 14 years old, so it's been a long time. Um, but I really enjoyed the Nemesis novel. I felt like Bellby is a character that... which. Should have had a card and just didn't because that's how things worked at the time. Um, I have thought about her for a few sets. In fact, actually, when I was thinking about doing Zantia in C18, I was like, oh, maybe we could do a Belby here. But we didn't end up doing that. Um, but I think I think we'll find a time for her. I think that she's an interesting
0: character. Um, so I'll give it a win. And uh, we're going to follow up. This is a character who is not on the list, but because Brian's on our show, Duh. we added uh, Eladomri. Who is Belby's father and the uh, a big hero during the Frexine invasion, whose card is a little eh unless you really want to give all your elves, Shroud, and Forest one. It's not
1: bad, but you know, could be better. Could be
0: better. He doesn't feel very heroic on it. I'll I'll give him that. Win. Yes.
1: Yes. This is all I I, I I'm I'm very happy. I, I I I'm done y'all. I can go now. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> the, I
2: mean the sheet the sheet I have in front of me of, of notes says just say win to everything but Merit Lage. So
0: um... <laughs> Well it, it's funny because the way Merit Lage's existing cards are structured, they're all when cards. She'll get there eventually. So the next is a character who's Really has no story content, has appeared in one card name, and I think a single flavor text in Dominaria, and that is the Necromancer Nevenerol.
2: Ooh, I'm going to give that an if. Um, I mean, it's it's cool. The, the problem with Nevenerol is, we first of all, we know very little about them. Basically nothing. They had a disc, I guess. Um, two, it's also this weird um, kind of vanity thing because it's Larry Niven backwards is never all um, which is a person. I don't know if, I don't know if you all knew that little bit of trivia, yep. but there you go. Um, so I don't know. There's just some weirdness there. I think it could happen. It'd be
0: neat if we did the right Dominaria set or something, but eh, I'm not crazy about it. All right. The next is a character and, and this is, this is going to be uh, a little aging for some folks because I threw her on the list of the old characters Um, and I just want to remind people that Shards of Alara was quite a long time ago by today's standards. So, uh, this is the Archangel Asha who ruled over Band and died during the Sundering.
2: I'm going to give Asha
0: an if. Not that important, or is her absence more important than her work when she was alive?
2: I just feel like with Asha, not a lot of people recognize that name necessarily. There's a few cards offering to Asha here and there. The Shards of Alara novels were not that widely read. There's not a lot of cachet. And when I think about doing old legends, a lot of the times I think about, okay, what is the cachet that's bringing the character? How many people would be excited about this? And I think there's a pretty good chance that if we just released an Asha legend, people would not even realize it was a reference to an old character. Um, so to me, that makes it not necessarily worth doing. But not impossible. It, it is a sweet angel.
1: I feel like that's one of those cards where we would have to be going back to Alara and like there would have to be some kind of story region for it. But yeah, I could see that being a stretch for people to want to see.
0: All right. I have to channel Jay here. Okay. <laughs> so next character. And I have to take a couple breathers before this. This is <sighs> so. Asmarano Marta Cade also known as Asmar in her story the author of the underworld cookbook
2: um this one is close i'm going to say if
0: so i i'm curious if the rating changes if she had a shorter name
2: the name is a big problem the name is a real big problem because it does not fit uh as present on a magic card so that's an issue um <laughs> uh with that said i also do have a design I, something i i do sometimes is just make designs for legendary characters um because it's part of part of what i get to do with my job i do have a design for her that i think is very clever and i like a lot um so maybe maybe someday i'll i'll get to get to print that but you know, it's it's tough to find... It's, first of all, once again, I think this is a character not that many people would recognize. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Cube, Cube April.
0: <laughs> oh, we're, we're allowed to dunk on April at any time during this show. <laughs>
2: and there are significant challenges with printing it, with the name, and not to mention, if even if you, if you got the name to fit, if you reference itself in the ability <laughs> somewhere, you would need to put that name on there as well, which is eats of, of a ton of your characters. So there's some real big constraints on this card well maybe maybe i mean someday but i'm gonna
0: give it an f
1: i just i just want to hear the people on coverage have to say it multiple times i want that card to be so good like it needs to be playable in every format
0: oh t- trust me as someone who does write card names professionally i have had thoughts about names i have submitted to cards about whether they were pronounceable and uh because that is that is something you have to think about in my line of work and this is a card name that is definitely falls into that category
1: but yeah, I just, I want people to be able to cast Asmorano, Mar. oh yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Uh, <laughs> but whatever they cast Lightning Axe, like, just, just seeing the fact that on Lightning Axe, one of the cars that they are, um, mentioned on or quoted on, like, the name is in the flavor text font, which is smaller than the normal rules text, and yet it still almost takes up the entire bar. It's, it's it's awesome
0: and hilarious. It's also awful for if you're a typesetter or a graphic designer.
2: On the flip side, there's a fun joke to be made here where it, it has exactly one ability and the ability is actually kind of short, but it references itself like four times.
0: <laughs> so the whole <laughs> box is just huge or whatever. Um, yeah, that... Who knows? We have food tokens now. Yeah. She's a chef.
1: Definitely sounds like something for an unset.
2: Oh, yeah. Making food tokens.
0: So, our next uh, is a character who, who technically has three cards already. Um, his first one's not good. His second one doesn't actually have his name on it. And his third one is from an alternate reality, and that is Crovax. I'm going to give that a win. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so so he's, he's kind of got a couple different versions. Uh, he's got... He's got the a, a pre-vampire version where he was a noble and a member of the Weatherlight crew. And then he becomes a vampire during um, the Tempest block and eventually becomes the vampiric Frexian Evancar of Wrath and then leads the invasion of Dominaria. And then, of course, we've got a great alternate universe uh, Planar Chaos version. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that little part of the story. So so pa- part of. Uh, so what? What curse? Crow- I'm not going to get into this. We don't have time. <laughs> uh, so our next character is uh. <laughs> I love that you're like ah Okay, she's about it. <laughs> but yeah, I say win on Krovax. Like to me, uh yeah,
2: the Weatherlight Crew stuff we've done has been incredibly successful. You'll notice I'll say win to most Weatherlight Crew based asks. Krovax hasn't really had a great card. You know, I send Evikar the solo a little bit of play, the white one saw a little bit of play but not really, and let's let's give him a great commander that he deserves, you know none of them are really commander playable right now Yep, um,
0: I feel like that's, that's a big um, that's a big stipulation for legendary creatures these days, especially when it comes to making old characters uh, C- commander seems like a big draw for these characters getting cards uh, so is that something you kind of consider uh, when doing an if-when thing?
2: You're absolutely right, Lorelai. Yeah, I feel like because Commander is the main focus for Legends, a character doesn't really feel real unless they have a legendary card. And um, yeah, gotta get those them the unless, sorry. Let's say I have a playable legendary card, and um, gotta gotta get those out there. So like Gerard was basically not real, and now he is real because we got him this thing. So Krovak's gonna have twenty cards, but if they were all Horn Turtles. That would not uh, not get us there. So let's let's make a non-horde turtle version of Crovax. The fact that the fact by the way that, that, that Miri the Cursed is probably more playable than Crovax is a little sad.
0: Oh, she's yeah. way more playable. Right. Now that
2: that's alternate timelines Crovax story.
0: So the next character uh ended up crushing pretty hard on stupid sexy Yoggmoth, and that is Rebecca the Ran. Gaia. Grand... <coughs> Gaia. <coughs> Sorry. Probably not Gaia. So uh Rebec. win. Yes. Interesting. Um he's not on this list, but uh I'll I'll ask a uh, Glacian in here as well. Uh, yeah, I'll give that a win too. Yes. yes. And that was that, one, that one's closer.
2: I I, lo- I just love Rebecca. Really mm-hmm. want really want there to be a Rebecca card. Glacian, whatever, maybe someday. Rebecca like I think it's likely that if we do Rebecca, we'll probably do a Galatian. Um, that's fair. So that's why I give them both wins. But uh, I'd love there to be Rebecca. I think I think she's a cool character, and, yeah, I want to see her on a card. And it's only a matter of time till we do,
0: like, another artifact-based commander deck, and then here you go. Yeah. The next one is uh, an interesting character who's technically shown up in two different blocks. Uh, the Sisters of Flesh and Spirit. So this is the fusion of Michiko Kanda and Kyodai the uh, divinity that was removed from Okagachi who kind of fused into a mortal and kami being to watch over Kamagawa and and she ends up kind of guarding the plane and uh, briefly does some things in uh, the future sight novel during Lesra and bolus's fight and uh, so so she is an extremely powerful character that uh, probably not a lot of people know about so uh, I'm, I'm predicting an if on this one.
2: Huh. I actually didn't know that she was in the, end of the future site novel, but who
0: wasn't? I guess.
2: <laughs> what does she do at the end of the future site novel? Sorry for the spoilers,
0: but. So, so Lushrak and Bolus are in uh, are dueling, and they're kind of going through the multiverse, and uh, they kind of poof outside Kamagawa, and notice that it has a guardian and there's a barrier, and so they don't actually like go into Kamagawa. But uh, uh, so so there there's uh that that fight is really cool. That fight also has a ref uh an um a small cameo by Ishan Shade on Olgratha, leading Baron Sengir's vampire army. Wow, what a future slate!
2: What a time to be alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna give this an if.
0: Oh,
1: to go back to Kamigawa.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give it an if, but I am gonna say that I have typed this card into a file before, so um. It's a thing I know about. I think it's cool. I think it'd be a neat throw to Kamigawa players. One of the biggest knocks against it, though, is that out of all the Kamigawa references you can make, this is the one that's never shown up on a card anywhere, right? It's Mm -hmm. just from the the books. There's no flavor text. There's no name. There's nothing. And so you just miss only people who read the Future Sight novel, which, you know, I think they're all on this podcast. So um, (laughs) it's, it's a limited segment of people. With that said, I think it is cool. Uh, I'd love to hit it up at some point, but I, I don't feel like with good conscience I
0: can give this a win. So now we're going to move on to Planeswalkers. And uh, the the first group, I, I think as a whole, uh, we're going to talk about the rest of the nine Titans. Uh, so so on our list, we have Christina of the Woods, uh, Tevesat, Bolivar, Daria, Taysir, and Commodore Guff. Um, and, and Urza, I guess, because he does not have a Planeswalker card. The other two Titans are uh, Freilis and Wingrace, who... Got cards and commander products, so they already exist. Nice. So Nine Titans as a whole, let's just kind of talk about them as a group. So if, when, on on trying to get the Nine Titans done as, as kind of a notable group of Planeswalkers.
2: Some of them I, I like getting done for sure, and we'll get into the specifics as we dive into them. There's some that are a little far-fetched, though, so I definitely can't say, this is an if, I definitely can't say with good conscience we can do all of them. I think some of them are really high chances, though, as you'll see as we start getting into them deeper. Right
0: so so urza is I, I i have to assume a win
2: yeah i think at this point it's a win like it's urza at some point we're gonna make an urza planeswalker card it might take a while and you mm-hmm. know we did make an un urza planeswalker card i'm just saying um but to me this
0: is a win yeah tevish Sa, i know you on weekly mtg you talked about tevish saw being a win
2: love tevish Sa being a win it's just such a cool character you know you don't really get to see a lot of them uh,
0: but, you know, it's got those great tendrils and um, it's a really interesting story. So to me, this is a win. I, I love hearing that Teversa is hands down one of my favorite planeswalkers in magic history. Um, I think his his story on Sarpedia is fantastic. He's, by the way, our, as far as we know, only native Sarpedian vam, uh, planeswalker. I almost said vampire. <laughs> um, he's got a really unique visual design, um, at least in the comics. Is that, is
2: that is that your Halloween name, Sarpedian Vampire,
0: Volume 7? <laughs> I don't know. It's really uh, funny to me for some reason. It should be. It was so funny. All right, go ahead. He's very cool. I, I'm i so happy we got a flavor text quote from him referencing the Ice Age comics in Modern Horizons. Uh, that That's on Dead of Winter. Oh, God, that feels so good. He's great. Uh, so, uh, Taysir is is maybe one of the better known ones from the the nine titans
2: i'm gonna give Tasier i'll give Tasier
0: an ooh, is this is this this close is he like on the line he's
2: really on the line i'm gonna give him
0: well so so he broke up into to five different pieces once we'll, we'll put two of them on one side two of them on the other side and one right in the middle
2: yeah i i'll call him an <laughs> if just because i think the name is not a, he's one of the nine titans if you read the books he's more recognizable mm-hmm. but he is just way less lesser known like you know teffersoth's been in flavor text and art and stuff like that taste i can't even visualize in my head what taste looks like you know so uh
0: he's from he's from rabia he wears a turban he's in a couple card arts in the invasion block i don't think in any card names though so and then there's christina of the woods who's another one of my favorites
2: yeah this is a hard if for me um i if we made all the nine titans we'd get to christina eventually
0: but uh yeah she's she's a she's she's a toughie to get get make work um it, if she's a toughie, i have probably some bad news about daria
2: yes also an if
0: um i mean i do think
2: that at some point have making like a super cycle of the nine Titans that we just make over the course of nine years of commander sets, or I don't know, something could be cool to do. And in that case we would get to these characters, but just, they have so little name recognition. They weren't written many flavor text or names or arts. And I think it's just a really hard sell to, to have them work. They're, they're cool characters, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Uh, so then there's Bolivar.
2: Bolivar. I'm going to give an if to,
0: Al jay will be so disappointed
2: it's closer than the other ones because i can recognize bolivar i know the name a little bit more from flavor text and so on um but once again i think unless we're trying to complete the cycle it just wouldn't be a card we would naturally go to
0: mm-hmm. and then the last one commodore Gough. win Smash <laughs> that win, button.
2: win 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 um i it is my personal so i've got a list of all these legends and my goal is to get them into magic sets. And some are higher than others, and I have some what are, are called stretch goals. And Commodore Guff is one of the stretchiest stretch goals you can imagine. Um, so even though I think that I, if I were to be like, holistically, is this an if or a win? I would say it's an if. For, I'm going to say it's a win because as long as I draw breath at Wizards of the Coast, I'm going to be trying to get Commodore Guff into magic sets. So it's only a matter of time is what I'm saying.
1: Hmm. <sighs>
2: It's a ridiculous character, and I love it so much.
1: I need to add one, one, one extra question here. Do you think, or can we get an if and when, on, or if slash when on the Titan engines themselves?
2: Oh, that's interesting. I should talk about the, some of the influence the Titans used. Um, I'm to give that, that an if, but uh, now that you've told me, there's a higher chance of it happening.
0: You know, we should do a, a return to this topic with non-character just card things. Uh, so... We'll note that. Well, maybe we'll do that some other time. That could be fun. Um,
2: yeah, that sounds, that also, sounds like a lot of
0: fun. Also, I have to amend my quest from earlier in the show at the from the cold open. Uh new quest is destroy Gavin so that Commodore Guff never gets there. <laughs> um, we're, we're not... We, we can't get a Guff card. Guff is the worst thing ever to happen to Magic Story. I'm not going to reha- rehash the whole rant. I did it when we <laughs> talked about Invasion during the Weatherlight Saga. No. No.
2: The, 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 there's a good... Five to seven pages in the Apocalypse novel that don't make any sense. And I can thank Commodore Guff for that.
0: <laughs> He's terrible.
2: No. Okay. I mean, it, it's even, it's this meta reference. Scott McGuff just wrote himself into the book. Like, it's so, it's just delightful to me on every horrible axis. Like, I just love it. And I want to try to make Commodore Guff happen.
0: <sighs> All right. We're moving on to That
2: This is a win to me, Leshrac. Like, yeah. it's, it's a recognizable character. Very well known cards with it it's from this very nostalgic one for people of ice age yeah I'm giving less a pass
0: yeah lere is uh, um I love Tevishot shot more uh and Tevishot shot are like the best frenemies during the Armada comics they sling banter at each other but always end up like traveling together it's like they hate each other but they can't like stay apart from each other it's really great um and and his duel with bolus is his duel with Bolus in Future Sight has some of the best villain banter I've ever seen written down. Bolus is so confident, and then Leshract reminds him that he was killed by a mortal human, and Bolus starts fuming. Like, wow, what a, what a <laughs> savaging! Leshract knows the absolute most fragile uh, places to attack your psyche and confidence, and he's so much fun.
2: I love that kind of character, like the one that will just poke at your mental game perfectly.
0: It's He's delightful. So uh, we're going to ask about Jessica, who is a Planeswalker, who had a creature card somewhere in Odyssey block. Judgment. Um, in Judgment, okay. Um, became Phage, so she has two creature cards. Became Corona, so she has three creature cards. And at the end of that, ascended to become a Planeswalker and then uh, was really important during the Time Spiral block.
2: Jessica Planeswalker card? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm going uh, to... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give a win for Jessica. Jessica as an entity. like Maybe it'll be a Planeswalker. Maybe it'll be another legendary creature. Um, I feel good about returning to Jessica to name people recognize. Whether or not she's a Planeswalker or not, eh, eh, could, could see it, could not see it. But I like Jessica. I think she's cool. More Flipwalkers.
0: <laughs> Honestly... Anytime y'all want to print more DFC Planeswalkers that spark, like, please do it. <laughs> I love
1: I love the idea. I love my, like, I have a Liliana Heretical Healer EDH deck. I just love Flipwalkers. I wish there were more of them. Um, I, th-
0: I think what most interests me about Jessica as a character is that she would be a mono-red Planeswalker who isn't a pyromancer. Um, she's a barbarian. She's all about hand-to-hand combat and swords and that kind of stuff. And, and, although, ironically, she likes pinging things hilariously, which is not necessarily
2: the best design, but, hey, here we are. Well,
1: no, in the book, she actually does a little bit of electricity with her hairpins. So, basically, she would throw hairpins at people, and then she would, like, create a spark or a, a, a a chain of electricity to the hairpin off from her. So, she was kind of a spark mage in a way, so it
0: makes sense it would be a neat take on a character that that we don't well, i guess rowan is kind of in that space now she is also a spark mage with martial fighting capabilities but
2: you know one of the one of the great things about uh about doing this podcast at work is right now i'm just opening up the entirety of magic history of uh, game design history in the other window with multiverse and i'm just going to read what the dev comments on jessica was because i'm just, i'm just curious <laughs> are you going to read them out loud or to yourself I don't know. Let me read what they are first, and then, <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll tell you if I'm going to share them with the class.
0: That's fair. Uh,
2: she was in Judgment. Is that right? Yes. Let's see. What does it say about Jessica? What? What's from the annals of history? What is left over? Oh, uh, looks like it all got deleted at some point or another. Oh, well. I will say that the art description is... If you ever have read a recent article, you would know how deep and detailed the art descriptions are now. Yep. The art description for Jessica is... In its entirety. This is a red card and should show Jessica, see example, in a dramatic pose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Art descriptions from the year 2000. are yeah, they're quite a bit more in depth these days. So, and, and for our final Planeswalker, I'm going to throw in uh, <laughs> knowing what the answer will be, but humor me, Gavin. We're going to talk about Vram.
2: Could you talk about Vram before I talk about Vram? (laughs) I'd love to have a refresher
0: on this one. So Vram is a planeswalker from the short story Foul Mare in the Distant Plains Anthology by Harper Prism, published in 1996. She's a member of uh, a group of humans on Dominaria called the Dobema, who are cursed women who have uh, goldenrod skin and lavender hair and uh, only give birth to daughters and, and thus have to curse to wander and find husbands because 1996 wasn't that progressive. It's not great. The, the, the curse in, in the story is is really not great. Um, but she's a cool character who who shapeshifts and can manipulate seasons and uh, ends up getting defeated in a planeswalker duel. And, and we don't know if she dies or not, but uh, she has a young daughter, Mao, who uh, was polymorphed into a cat for most of the story. But uh, Mal gets left behind with the, uh, the protagonist of, of the story. And, and Vram is just kind of in and out uh, there for a bit. But uh, I have grown uh, very attached to her as a character. I, I like her a lot. She's a terrible mom, though.
2: Um, the thing I the thing I appreciate the most about that is... I mean, I even read that book. But the thing I appreciate the most about it is... You could have just made all that up, and I would have been like, Huh. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I believe that that's a story we wrote. Um, yeah, well, it's pretty clear. I'm going to give that a, a win. Obviously, <laughs> no, not not really. Uh, that, that is a that is a very uh, strong if. But it's a cool now. Now that now, once again, now that I know about it, that that will
0: help me uh, create it. So we'll see. If I ever if I ever do get a job inside the building and can actually share designs on something, I have ideas for what a RAM card would do.
2: All right, we'll see which happens first. You you getting a brand made or me getting guff made, and we'll see who,
0: <laughs> and who both die in the process. Well, this seems like a rigged race. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to quickly move on to some more recent characters, and I'm going to kind of skip around on some of these because uh, we are running a little close on time. Because surprise, this podcast always runs long. Um, so we're going to start with Hal and Elena.
2: Win, without a doubt in my mind. This is a win. I think you know, we just need to find the right time to do them, so probably next time we're back at Innistrad, we'll put them out. Um, it, this is a super popular pair. Gee whiz, if only Innistrad was a popular plane. Right, right. So <laughs> I, I feel complete confidence we'll go back to Innistrad. And when that happens,
0: Hal and Atlanta will be there waiting yes. with crossbows for you warmly. And, and as long as we're talking about Innistrad, the fourth angel sister that Avicen killed.
2: Yeah, this one's a little... This one is a win for me. It's a little trickier because she's dead, so it has mm-hmm. to be in a Commander product, basically. But mm-hmm. enough people have asked me about her. I, I want the-, the cycle completed. I think it'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, let's make it happen. Oh,
0: okay, cool.
2: But w- w- the big question to me is what will her name be? I Ooh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I might have to make it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh so we're going to go really recent and talk about the War of the Spark novel, and then uh, uh, and the character of Rat.
2: Yes, rat. Um this one's
0: close for me.
2: I'm gonna say win. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel very confident at some point we'll be like back on Ravnica. And that would make a lot of sense to do a rat card there. Unfortunately, the name Rat is not not the best, I think, for um creating a magic card because you're gonna see this card named Rat and it's not going to have anything to do with the rats whatsoever.
0: Well, her real name is Arathia, so she that's could fair. appear with her real name, I guess. But yeah. she's known as Rat, so that's a little
2: Right, and then confusing. you make this character people don't recognize, so I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, I'll i, think I will give this a win, but a very light win.
0: Some fan favorites from Ixalan, I'm going to bundle them together. Uh, Breaches the Goblin and Malcolm the Siren from Vraska's Crew of the Belligerent.
2: Oh, there's the one who's like, whatever, loot and cards and ale or something (laughs) that's breaches yeah i remember that yeah we gotta make breaches right that's gotta happen i don't uh, malcolm i don't feel as strongly about but breaches loot and cards and ale guy definitely getting a (laughs) card he he asked for it himself He, he he asked for loot and cards and ale we will reward him um i feel like at some point I don't know when exactly, but at some point we'll probably revisit Ixelon or touch on Ixelon in some way. And he would make a lot of sense to do when when that that happened. Um and I can believe Breach is being there.
0: Yeah, he got an uh flavor text for a reprint of Gamble in was that Ultimate Masters, I think. Uh has has new art with a presumably him on it and and a flavor text from him. So so that I think is a good sign that he was that quickly able to jump onto reprint flavor text that uh, we could see him someday.
2: Yeah, a big step for a story character getting a card is just getting in a card somewhere. So flavor text and name goes a long way.
0: God, Gavin, I am well aware you have no idea how many things I tried to get into Modern Horizons that didn't make it. Oh, boy. Maybe one day I will have the clearance to tell all those stories. I have an idea of the kind of things you might have got to try to get into Modern Horizons. Well, you you can go look in the file. Uh, um, there's, between me and Ethan, we, I can't believe we got a Turg reference.
1: Turg was awesome.
0: So uh, Miss Highwater, a character from um, the novella Children of the Nameless by Brandon Sanderson. She was uh, a Dabriel Kane's assistant who is a demon.
2: I, I think it's really cool for us to touch those, um, the novels that have been coming out recently. And Brandon, I thought, did a great job with Children of the Nameless. So it's so good. I, I will give this a win. I think it'd be really cool to see see her show up sometime. Um, it might I, I don't know where or when exactly And it is weird And then I don't think she'll have a lot of name recognition mm-hmm. But it's tied to a recent enough story That I'm willing to be like Yeah, I, it's, it's a nice way to show Yes, this is a real thing That we are tying into these stories Purchasing Davriel was a great example of that And um, I'd love to continue it here
0: God, I so I was so excited to see Davriel Noir uh wars war when i started writing for arena and and when i got the list of planeswalkers i was looking down i was like oh kiura here this is so exciting and op and then like i looked and I'm like B- okay but that's davriel and it was like right after uh children of the nameless came out and i said oh my god that's davriel davriel's actually going to get a card and then immediately after i had the thought oh no i have to write brandon sanderson's oc <laughs> Uh, which I, I think I ended up with Davos probably the strongest script I've written. Uh, at least, at least for the, that chunk of scripts for World the spark, uh, Brandon set me up with a fantastic character with a lot of really strong characterization. But, uh, yeah, I I loved Miss Highwater would also be the first female demon magic would print since Lady Orca in legends, you know, when legends were a card for the first time. All right. Miss Highwater. Let's do it. The mono black for her blue black. Um, I don't know. Maybe even black-white. She's kind of an accountant. I don't know. That would that would be something for design to figure out. I guess that's my job, eh? <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, so, Shadowblade, she was a uh, rebel on Kaladesh. She is an elf and has a little uh, bunch of little insect robots.
2: Yeah, win. I thought this was a really cool character from the Kaladesh storyline. Um... I actually get requests sometimes for Shadowblade and I think we'll go back to Kaladesh eventually and who knows what Shadowblade has been up to, so um yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That uh
0: I I love how dorky her name is.
2: It, to me to me it's dorky in like a wonderful way. It's like you could pick any whatever name you want. And you're like, I am Shadowblade with a Y. And you're like, right. yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> like, how many people have played like Netrunner campaigns with this character? With it, with this like human person who has named a character. Like like it's just so relatable and goofy and lighthearted in the way that Kaladesh was. Um uh, it's it's really enjoyable. I, especially as someone who like has to think of character names a lot. Um like to be able to just do something like fun and goofy and instead of the uh magic tends to skew a little more serious kind of a mage punk feel and and Shadowblade just like scraps all of that and and it's delightful she was a fun character huge fan aklazatz the bat god of night from ixalan mm, let me give
2: this an if i don't know that it's i mean we might go back to ixalan but i don't know if this is the first place we're going to try and hit up really
0: i mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like if more things come from Ixalan, whether it's in a return set or a Commander product or whatever, uh, there's pr- probably more notable characters. Um, you know, you know, Breach is definitely being one of them. I'm still a little disappointed, Acolytes did not factor into the story, but whatever. That's wh- one of the worst lines of speculation I ever did. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm uh, looking at this. I think we're gonna end this little game of if and when. And by little, I mean this is an entire episode. Uh, we are, we are going to end on uh, the character who brought this podcast together years and years ago. The Raven Man. Well, first, Lorelai, you have to tell me who the Raven Man really is. He better be Limdul. Otherwise, we're going to look really dumb.
2: <laughs> no, speak for yourself, Y'all will look very dumb.
0: Okay, me, Jay, and Carrie will look <laughs> very dumb.
2: Time will tell on the Raven Man, I think. Time will... I'll I'll put it this way. I've been asked about the Raven Man enough times that doing a card is tempting, but also keeping the mystery is so tempting as well. Like, there are some things that are fun to not know about. Like, um, I'll use the Wanderer as an example. The Wanderer is so fun right now because you don't know who the Wanderer is. But then the moment we reveal who the Wanderer is, you're like, oh, okay, well, if I find that all made sense. It's so fun not knowing. The Raven Man not knowing is oh, it's just this wonderful thing people speculate about, and the satisfy the satisfaction of knowing who it is. I don't know. It might be fun to pay off a very long time from now. So uh, maybe I'll I'll give it a win, but uh, you yeah, know we'll see.
1: You heard it here first, everybody. The Raven Man is Lage because it's kind of shrouded in mysterious uh, mystery. <laughs>
0: I I mean I am right there with you on the Wanderer um as as one of the first people that got to write her as a character uh, me and Greg uh, look at us um yeah, first of all I'd love to see her back one day I, I she's so co- she's so cool um but like writing her for World of Spark uh, for Arena um I got a, I, I had a lot of freedom with her as a new character and and I have a very strong uh personally I have a very strong idea of who she is and what she's about and and I I I never want to know who her what her real name is what her identity is I never want to know where she's from um I I might not even know want to know like what her goals are other than being this kind of wandering sword for hire that saves the day and then rides off into the sunset um I kind of I don't know if I want, like, a story about her even. I think I just kind of, like, want her to show up every now and then and be cool. And that's all we ever get from her. I think, ideally, that's that's what I want from this character. But, yeah, Raven Man. Someday, maybe. Someday, maybe. Now, now, do you think you could do... Do you think you could maintain the mystery and still print a card? A blind seer style? <laughs> uh, Hopefully better than blind seer.
2: Maybe. Um I feel like if we should do it, we should go whole hog into it though. So maybe maybe next to Dominarius set, who knows?
0: Obviously I will be interested to see what happens with the Raven Man at some point, at any point. Um He's a character that Jake Harry and I are cosmically connected to now. Uh <laughs> um and is one of the greatest mysteries in magic lore, so so that, that is a that is one to end with. And I guess one to end with the most cryptic answer of all.
2: Yes, it makes a great a great uh, one to keep thinking about. Is it if for a win? It gets a shoulder shrug emoji. Could be anything.
0: So that is going to do it for this week of the podcast. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Gavin, for coming back on our show. We adore having you here. Let's do this again, hopefully many times in the future. Um, we will do more fun stuff. This was, this was always a fun insight. Uh, I, I apologize to everyone if we didn't talk about your favorite character but there there were honestly more than 100 responses <laughs> to your tweet and and we can't get everybody and uh we, we can't get near close to anybody I, I i threw a couple more names on this list but almost everybody on here was said at least three times so so we had a big cut off so most of the people mentioned we didn't even get to talk about but uh
2: well and you can always hit me up on twitter too if there's a character you really want to know about message me and i'll try to get back to you I'm more than happy to try and tackle these off podcast as well and what is your twitter
0: handle it's my name makes it makes it easy at gavin Verhey. you can find me nice so ask gavin if you did not get your character answered and then uh we'll move into final thoughts so since gavin you're you're the guest of honor here so uh final thought for the episode could be about anything you want
2: final thoughts um oh here's what i'll say i'll say that i have a lot of legends to make and I'm just looking at the list. It's so daunting, but it's so exciting because it means I get to sh- to show off all these great legends to all of you wonderful people. It's just going to take a long time. So if you have a favorite legend, be patient. I want to make them all wins eventually. And let me know who you want. Honestly, um, hearing from the fans is what inspires
0: me to put them in set. So, so send feedback my way. If there's something you want to see in Magic, always send feedback. People are always listening.
2: As long as they're not card designs. Don't send me those. I can't look at your card designs.
0: So my final thought this week is uh, No Man's Sky is so good and eating up all my time. I can't believe how fun this game is where you basically just wander around a galaxy that is procedurally generated and collect resources and trade them and and build bases and, and fight wild animals and shoot down pirates. And it's so much fun and I can't stop playing. And it's... I put so much time into my file already and it's I feel like I'm I'm still being surprised by things. I'm I'm more than fifty hours into playing and still seeing things that I had no idea could even exist in the game. It is unbelievable. I will probably do a very long Twitter thread about it one day, talking about game design and and just how enjoyable it is and why it's working so well for me and ah if you if you played it when it first came out and was very bad, um, it has received many updates, and it is now very good. So if, if, if you like open-world exploration games with lots of resource management, go play No Man's Sky. It is delightful.
1: My final thought is that the NFL season starts tonight with the Green Bay Packers tilting off against the Chicago Bears. And I am so ready for this game, and it's going to be... I'm hoping for a good game between two rivals and that I and I hope that nobody gets injured and that we have two quality teams going up against each other with a good for a good healthy game and I hope the Bears lose. Go Bears. What? No, no, no Bears. (laughs) No Bears.
0: So if you are a fan of the Vorthos cast and you would like to help support us you can head over to patreon.com slash thevorthoscast and donate and keep the show coming out every week, starting today. And when you donate on Patreon, you get access to our Discord community where we have Vorthoses from around the world talking about all the new exciting things like Eldraine and now the Commander products are finally out and Brawl is on Arena. And that's exciting. Yeah,
2: yeah, go play it. Yeah.
0: So, so we, we have so many people so excited about Eldrain. The novel just came out. We're going to talk about the novel next week. Um, people are talking about it already on the Discord. And uh, it's just so many exciting things. I love new sets, especially new worlds and new characters. Um, I love Oko so much. Please come talk about Oko and how hot he is. Um, I will appreciate it greatly. Uh, so so if, if you have been listening to our show for a long time or a new listener and want to help us keep producing the show, uh patreon.com slash the Vorthos Uh we appreciate everyone who donates and supports the show and uh thank you everyone who listens and this has been The Vorthos Cast.